Hello and welcome to the Power Couple Podcast, where we get to listen to love stories and learn about relationships. I go by the name of Justin Jack Hodoholness, and I am currently broadcasting to you on the traditional territory of the Algonquin people. I'm really excited for today's conversation. This is our first podcast, our first episode, and we have the amazing privilege to be joined by Bernice and Justin Clark. Thank you both for being here with us today. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And Justin? Yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's an honor to be asked. Thank you. You know, I definitely have to pay homage to Jace Meyer, or Jace actually. She was the one who made the referral to uh, link up with you. So shout out to Jace. Thank she's you. been, she's an amazing human being. So definitely want to pay homages and, and how we connected. And as we were, you know, just uh, offline, we were having a brief conversation. Today is more than just the inaugural day, the, the time that we're recording this. What is more special about this day other than the fact that we get to have this conversation? Justin and I are celebrating eight years of uh, marriage today. <laughs> Amazing. Today is your anniversary. Yes. Wow. I appreciate that we get to celebrate this together. I think this is like the perfect way to start off the Power Couples podcast. So congratulations yes. to you both. And uh, I'm really looking forward to hearing about your love journey. And before we get into that, you know, I wanted to provide an opportunity for our audience to learn a little bit about each of you individually. So what was your life like before you met each other? Like who was Bernice and Justin before there was Bernice and Justin? Do you have, did you have the same career goals? Like what was life like before you met? Well, Justin, I'll let you start. Um. So before I met Bernice, I actually moved to a Kaluit. So my home, where I'm originally from, I'm from a small town in Newfoundland, which is uh, in central. So Springdale, Newfoundland population. When I left, it's probably about 3,500 people. And it's probably a, a retirement home now. Uh, but I moved to a Kaluit back in 06 and I'm a chef by trade. So when I first moved here in 06, I was a single guy, had no intentions of meeting anybody. I was just, I was, I was in need of a change. I left, you know, it was the first time I ever really flew on a, on a you know, a, an airplane to go anywhere. I left Newfoundland and then from Newfoundland, I had a milk run and went all the way basically to Toronto and back to Ottawa and into a And that took me about a day and a half to get here. And um, yeah, I just ended up here and I thought to myself, I would start a life and grow a bank account. That's what I thought that I wanted to do. And then uh, Bernice kiboshed it. (laughs) (laughs) Before we figure out how she kiboshed it, who was Bernice before you met Justin? Justin and I met when I was uh, married um, to my first husband. So when I saw him, I was, I look, he walked in and he, he walked into my friend's house, Mitchell, a friend, and the girls, I was looking at the girls, they saw him come in, and they, the eyes popped like fresh meat. And I looked back and I was like, ah, he's a kid. What? Anyway, what, uh, I was talking and I, I went on with my story. And then I seen him a couple days later and I tried to say hi and he snubbed me and I was like, oh, I'm never gonna talk to this guy again. Now, <laughs> let me correct you because Bernice was actually in a divorce at the time. She okay. was going through a bad part. So 
I'll just make it look better for her and better on me too. <laughs> so yeah, so it was the end of that marriage. But I mean, we were just friends yeah. and it turned into something acts like by, you know, we just kissed and I was like, what the hell? You're my friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I should start. Uh, so yeah, I have three children before Justin, uh, before I met him. So I grew up here in Iqaluit, Nunavut, uh, raised by my mother, single mom, but like with grandparents and family uh, as an Inuk, um, we share grazing the children too. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I grew up here in Iqaluit, uh, have raised three children. Um, and then uh, me and my, I met Justin uh, in 2008. Um, yeah, well, 2007. Yeah. And then by 2009, we were a couple and we have a daughter. Yeah. Wow. So now we have a daughter together. So I got to back up married. a little bit because okay. Bernice, you were sharing how you met, how Justin walked into the room all the eye, all the ladies, their eyes popped out. And then you kind of fast forward a little bit and you're like, we kissed. Like, how did that happen? Was oh, that the same day that you yeah. met or was this later on? No, that was way later on. Oh, so I moved to back in 06. Okay. And we met in 06, but she was happily married, you know, at that time. When we first started going out, she was actually, I think it was like a year and you were a year or so being... Um, you know, alone yeah. after. Yeah, I had one year to myself. <laughs> nice. um, and when I met Justin, uh, it was, you know, I was trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. And I was, I meant to leave. I was, I need to leave Iqaluit and I guess really like searching for myself. I don't know, but um, yeah. And we, yeah, we became a couple and we stayed, like we had other plans. We had, uh, you go this way, I'll go this way. But we just kept uh, getting back together. Like we just couldn't stay away. And so I was, I was like, I need to, I need this guy. Cause he, I know, <laughs> I, I was, um, I, had a plan to be alone for five years at least mm. from being married. And I, I said, I need to at least give myself that. And I didn't make it a year because I knew this guy was going to be picked up. <laughs> he was love. He was so sweet and loving and just, I knew what he was. And I said, Oh, Oh, you're ruining my plans. I think it's an anniversary gift. I've never heard her talk so nice about me before. Wow. <laughs> Liar. No. So, so, yeah, we, we okay. started to be a couple and then, yeah. And, and then it, it was like a lot of tub too, right? Like a lot of, we fought lots, but we loved lots. It mm. was like, it was a war, you know, like trying to figure out who or were that uh, respectful boundary of each other was like you know you're tugging and pulling right trying to find that where is that good medium for the relationship you know like just yeah. figuring each other out that's right but we're no longer we're just like um we've figured out all those things that 
are important to each of us. Yeah. We respectfully fight. Mm. We don't hit below the belt. Mm. You know, so there's like a good, um, you got to learn how to fight. Wow. That Seriously? makes sense. Right? That makes sense. In the ring. Um, so how long do you Justin think? Justin's so afraid I'm going to say something. <laughs> Yeah, no, how how long did it, how long did it take for you to figure each other out like that? Like, what was what was the span of time that it took for you to find that oh, that balance amongst each other? It it was it was a nice bit, and it was like I don't know how how long do you think we? I I I kind of figured it out not figured it out because I'm still figuring it out. I think that's the whole thing about a relationship. It's like the world. The only thing that's constant in the world is change mm. and people change with the clothing that we wear with the relationships that we're in. I mean, even where you want to travel for a vacation, I mean, COVID hit, <laughs> we're finding out how to change pretty quick in this year. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I think the biggest thing was we needed to respect each other first and I think that's the big thing. I mean, somebody can look pretty hot or you can be attracted to somebody, but the level of respect, once you find that level of respect and what your partner deserves and what you deserve, that's when you change. Amazing. Change is, change is respect. Amazing. And that goes for any relationship, yes. whether it's with my buddies, whether it's with my children. And that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to teach my son. And that's respect. So when he goes on a date with somebody for the first time, treat him with respect how you would want to be treated. Not necessarily going out and buying flowers and all that stuff, just being there for him, responsive, make eye contact, be there for the person, right? Give him mm -hmm. that. Makes so, a way better there's a lot of There's a lot of um, examples of how people might say, you know, in order for you to learn how to love somebody else, you have to learn how to love yourself. So would you feel that goes for the same concept around respect yeah. within your relationship like did you both come from a place of balance when you met or did you find that piece of balance amongst yourselves when you were a couple you go first yeah so oh it's my mom was in residential school so i have that trauma so there was a lot of undoing i was doing when i met justin like un un learning to love myself and going on like a, I was on like a 13 year, I had a 13 year counseling, <laughs> I had a relationship. I, he knew everything. I, I went religiously. I was like, I need to love me so that I can find that relationship that I always wanted. And yeah. And when I met Justin, I was just learning that. And that I could, I was deserving of love. Wow. And I felt like I was too dirty for you. Like, I used to think like that. I used to think you've never been married. You haven't had children. You just came from your hometown to here. And here I am, three children, um, an ex-husband, an ex and some, and a past of trauma, right? <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is. It's okay. So, so yeah when i met him i was still battling that i deserved love <laughs> wow yeah. so i think what she meant by that too is not what she meant for it but i remember she would start to push me away and i didn't know why 
And then I started like, why are you pushing me away? Like, because most people, when you find somebody that you really like, if you really, really like them, you, and like Bernice was in that state where she was like, I don't deserve him type thing. He's wow. taking on all of my, all of my baggage, everything. And I didn't see that when I committed to Bernice, I was like, I can't wake up because every minute that I wasn't with her, I was thinking about her. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Because she's there for me. All I got to do is, is go there and be with her. So that's what I did. I gave it all up and I, I wanted to be with her. And the first thing I said to her when, when I went there was, do you want this? And she was like, yes. And we both looked at each other and we knew that, okay, well, this is where it's going to start. Because we were fooling around. We were, we were, you know, a phone call away from each other. We wanted to spend a few hours together, watch a movie, go to dinner, whatever we could. Right. But at the end of the night, we were both separating each other when we didn't have to. Mm. And uh, I, that's when it hit that I was going to lose her to a number two <laughs> if I didn't commit to being number one. You wow. know what I mean? Wow. And uh, he took long. <laughs> I, yeah. So I had no, I had no, I was being reckless when I was single. I was out and I was just having fun with guys. I wasn't committing to anything. I wasn't ready because I was living a gypsy life, you know? I mean, look at a mustache. <laughs> right? I was just living a gypsy life, right? And having fun. So when I met Bernice, she actually put reins on me and she held me back and she taught me how to trot instead of run, I guess. Wow. You know, I wanted to, I, I appreciate you sharing that. That's, that's amazing. And I, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into what Bernice shared about deserving to be loved. How did you find that mm -hmm. place where you, you accepted that reality where you deserve to be loved? Like, how did you get to that place? And then how did that kind of play a role in your relationship? Um, <clears throat> I just had to keep going counseling I, mm -hmm. I i i couldn't get it in and we he knew my uh history with my mom so he knew that i i what i was working on was undoing the past and being accepting accepting what happened Mm. right like you because you fight all the trauma that you and like no that didn't happen but i had to learn how to accept what happened to myself and just keep telling myself over and over that i was uh worthy of love mm. but it, it took a long time it, it but keep telling i knew that it like my mom loved me so i wanted that i wanted to see that and put it inside of me because mm. I, I wanted to be in a loving relationship, but um, I don't know if I answered your question. No, definitely. Because I think I, I wanted to ask, because I think I relate to you in the sense that my grandmothers, I, I was raised with three grandmothers. Um, they're all sisters and they're all this around the same age. So that's just how I was brought up. Um, but they all attended residential schools and I have aunties and uncles that all attended residential schools. And it was my mother who made the decision to move away from the first, our first nation community in Saskatchewan to live in the city, finish her education, get a career and change her life so she can change the, her future generation's life. And so I relate to you 
when you talk about, you know, relating to and, and having that intergenerational trauma and trying to figure out how to shake that. And so when you when you made the, the statements of, you know, accepting what happened to you, and when you made the, the point of, you know, you went to counseling, I think that's really helpful to hear from a couple, from yourself, Bernice, considering a lot of the success that you both also have achieved and, and what that looks like on the real, like aside from the success, what human beings really go through. And so for you to say that, I think is really encouraging for our listeners to realize that getting help is okay that going to counseling is okay. And I love to be able to normalize, you know, counseling and therapy. You know, that's something that I want to do more in my life. I've, I've done it only a small handful of times, but I think therapy and counseling is so important. So I appreciated everything that you said. So on that note, moving into uh, Justin's side of that story, where you said it took him a long time. Why do you think it took you a long time to like make that decision and become committed to Bernice? I was scared, man. Like, truthfully, I was scared. Wow. I mean, this was a beautiful woman who was into a relationship with a guy and I couldn't understand how come he lost this one, right? Like, mm. why would you even let this one go? <laughs> right. Like, seriously. And then another thing was, was it was an instant family. Mm. I mean, Bernice had three children that she was taking care of and that she was bringing up. And who am I to come in and start being a second father to somebody or even try to be? Mm. And then I realized that if I was going to be these, these, here for these children, I'm just there for them to help them, to help them get up when they fall down or whatever. And if they make a mistake or if they're going down, it, I'll show it to them. I didn't want, and I still don't, I don't, stop their father from making contact. I don't stop them from making contact. Um, the kids are grown now. Like one of them is 23, another one is uh, 22, wow. and Simon's 20. So 27? 20, wow, 27. 27, 23, 20. Yeah, wow. so, I mean, the kids are up there. They're, they're their own people now and stuff, and they're making their own mistakes, but they're doing well at it. And I, I think since I came into their life like 10 years ago, 11 years ago, that they're okay. Like, you know, I helped them along. I think I did. You know, I hope I didn't. I hope they don't yell at me when I'm older. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, time will tell. I just, I wanted to be there for them, but I was scared. I was so scared of just leaving everything and, and jumping into a relationship with somebody that I was so scared of because I was so I, I wanted I wanted to give her the best and I didn't right. know if I was the best but I threw it in the ring I put my fists up and I went into the ring with her and you know what ever since she's been the champ <laughs> that's amazing yeah. I want to yeah. I want to honor you a little bit Justin for some of the words you chose to use where you said that you were scared um, I think that's really significant to hear that from a man I think for a lot of our young boys that are being raised in this society today, you know, being scared is something that we're told we shouldn't do or we're supposed to be tough, but all we're human beings and human beings have emotions and being scared is part of those emotions. And I think it's really about what you do with that fear that is the most important. And so the fact that you channeled that fear to like, you know, harness your courage to make a commitment to a woman that you knew was was so amazing, I think is is an incredible story. So I appreciate you both sharing that. 
So in you sharing, both of you sharing that, um, those amazing uh, points, how did you know that they were the one? Like, when did you know that moment when they're the one for me? How did you know? When did I was obsessed with this guy. I just couldn't get him out of my head. I, I would go to my friend's house and hope he was there, but never <laughs> really look at him. <laughs> So that's, and like, I knew he, he was the one because he's like a softy. His, like, I, I wanted someone with emotion that showed emotion because as an empath, I soak energy and um, emotions. Right. So when I, when I met him, I was like, oh my God, it's like, it's all here on top, like all the love. And it's like, I don't have to go searching for it. Right. <laughs> wow. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. How did I know? What? What was it again? <laughs> yeah. How did you know that Bernice was the one for you? How did you know? Like, when did that happen? I, I knew it was her. She... Well, it's kind of funny because, you know, when you're dating somebody, you, you have it, you have it in the back of your head that, yeah, this is, this could be the one, but I knew it was. And I, the thing was, was I always, I always had my gloves down with other girls. I let it come through. And when I was in relationships before, I would let them basically take over. Hmm. And then with Bernice, I was like, this one. I mean, just looking at her, I was like, wow, she's beautiful. She's like everything. And she's, when she stood up and she talked to people, she stood straight. She mm. was firm. She was very like, she was somebody who I was like, wow, whoever ends up with this one's going to be good. And then this stuff, even though I'm saying it, it's the truth. It was in the back of my head. And I was like, how can I, how can I let someone go like this? So I knew that she was the one, but I knew that I couldn't put my gloves down on this one because I put them down for everybody else. Mm. So I kept strong. I kept going hard and I kept being like a little bit of a thorn in her butt, just standing my ground. And even now I still stand my ground with her, but it's because we're learning. And I, I don't think you can get everything out in one week. It's like, we've been together for 10, 11 years. And truly my parents have been married for over 50 years and they're still learning. You know, right. they're still right. with us, which, you know, God sent 50 years of anniversary. Can you imagine? Right. It's crazy. Crazy. I appreciate, you know, it. yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Them. There's a couple of reflections that you made me think of. Um, I recently heard, um, I was having a conversation with some friends around a fire and, you know, they mentioned that the, the earth is still learning itself. Like if you imagine that as a concept, the universe and the earth is still learning itself and trying to figure out the different ways that it needs to find balance. And so when you, when you were talking, Justin, I heard a lot of that. It's like when you're in a relationship, it's constantly still learning itself. And I think that's an important thing to, to kind of highlight is that when you find that person, when you find that it person for you, that the relationship isn't done it's like hey that's a wrap everything is set in stone we made it we made it hands up it's like not even close there's going to be a lot of, of of high tides and low tides but they all work together and they all interconnect so that was the first reflection that i i was uh that came to mind when you were sharing 
And then the second one was kind of how you talked about Bernice in the sense where she was so strong and you were scared that you weren't good enough and these type of, of things and how you committed yourself and you kept your gloves up and you kept putting in that work. And it reminded me of this quote that I recently heard. It was the stronger the woman, the stronger the man. And so I really feel mm. you kind of articulated that a little bit is that you saw this strong, powerful woman. And as a man, you wanted to be with somebody like that. And it has made you a better man as a result. And I think that's so important because I'm very pro-female. I'm very like matriarch needs to replace the patriarch. And it has a lot to do with my upbringing where, you know, I have three grandmothers. I have so many like female aunties and female cousins. So I'm surrounded by that energy quite constantly. And so I'm used to seeing women in positions of leadership. I'm used to that. And so to hear you talk about your relationship and how you met, it kind of made me reflect on, on that note of, of the stronger the woman, the stronger the man. And I really feel your, your, your relationship is a reflection of that based on what you shared. It's really beautiful. So in saying so, Justin is a chef by trade. So I'd love to know, yeah. like, why did you choose being a chef as a profession? Well, you just said you kind of knocked the, the 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 nail on the head there when you said that you grew up around your mom and your grandparents and your aunties and stuff. Well, my mom and my aunties and my grandma were the best cooks wow. that like were on the island as far as I'm concerned, right? My like I come from you not a big family, but I I have three older brothers and we go through 16 liters of milk in a week, you know, and 12 loaves of bread type thing you know so my mom was the cook she cooked and we had at least a hot meal every day at 5 30 when my dad would come home from work all of us would sit around the table and it was good it was really good and then on the weekends when we had like a family barbecue I'm not talking about a four-person barbecue I'm talking about a full-on 65 people barbecue oh like you know what I mean and my mom would she she without with without like a blink she would take care of everybody and she was the last one to eat she fed everybody and it was dishes time for us so i knew then instead of doing the dishes i had to be the cook right <laughs> so <laughs> i i went to culinary school after because i was i knew that i couldn't live with her for the rest of my life and i knew that she couldn't take care of me and i was like I want to keep up that because in culinary, you have a big sense of community. Like when you're eating your, your, your best times of being with friends and family is when you're eating, when you're having a nice bottle of wine or you're, you know, conversing over a nice salad or something, you know, mm. it's, it's the best. True. And it's the worst too, when you're in a kitchen and you're a chef, because every time that someone's out enjoying a holiday or having an anniversary, like tonight, me and Bernice, I would be in the kitchen and I would be serving plates. So it wasn't when I wanted to have a relationship, it wasn't the best place for me. So I learned young that culinary was fantastic for me to learn, but it wasn't my passion to stay into a commercial kitchen. And the reason why was because I wanted, I had a bigger sense of family. And when you have a restaurant, unless you're totally dedicated to it, 80%, right. 85 or 120, it's not going to work when you have a sense of family. Mm. Yeah. Because I want to be around my family more than being around my restaurant. So wow. I gave it up. Wow. And yeah. 
I learned how to use that culinary experience in life today. So I'm very humble and happy over that. Nice. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to add a little bit of trivia. I got a, a trivia question that I wanted to ask Bernice on this topic since you're a chef. So I want to see a little bit how well you might know each other, how well you may not know each other just for some fun here. But what, so Bernice, what is Justin's favorite meal to cook for you? Spaghetti. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> I love spaghetti. Is that right, Justin? No, I thought, I honestly, I thought she would have went for the Newfoundland Jigs dinner and salt beef. Oh. <laughs> she loves it. She loves cooked dinner. <laughs> nice. We're just doing that for fun. So, Bernice, right? um, you founded Wasso Soap 2013, if I'm correct. Is that right? 2013? It's like 2012. 2012, okay. we were yeah. a craft. And then, okay. but yeah. And 14, she incorporated, incorporated it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wow. So why did you choose to start a business? Why did you choose to start Waso Soap? Being in Nunavut, I knew it was very special and very unique. So I was trying to think of ways, how can I do the tourist thing? I always played with that, but I could never figure it out. So I, I kind of shelved that for a bit. And then I started selling Mary Kay um, makeup. So it, it comes, um, the GST is done for you. Uh, it comes ready to sell, like for, uh, to, to sell, to sale, to sell. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um, it's an easy business. It comes, you open the package, it's ready to go. It taught me how to be a business person take mm. care of customers and i saw i felt good making women feel good feel good um so when i started using um natural body butter with my cousin that we did it as a hobby i i said i think i think this would do good at a craft fair because i still had that little idea right that little right i don't know i, I don't know what it is and then I asked my cousin, would you like to partner with me? And she's like, no, I don't, no, <laughs> I don't want I don't want to do business. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Nice. I'm going to go to the craft fair and boom, everybody wanted that, um, soft, uh, body butter. Cause it's so dry here. Right. And then I was given the bowhead, um, a year after I was doing natural. So then it, it took on uh, the cultural aspect. Wow. And there. Wow. Um, did I answer? Definitely. And so for those who, who don't know, Waso Soap has won top indigenous business of the year, Nunavut 2016. They have also won the Startup Canada Awards for the Northern Winner 2019. And you were also a finalist for Powwow Pitch 2020. So if you don't know about Waso Soap, you need to learn up about Waso Soap. She's available on all social media platforms. It's U-A-S-A-U. -A -A so make sure you go check that out. Waso Soap incredible i need to get my hands on some waso soap myself so i gotta make an order trust me i'm going to do that so thank you for sharing that both of your your career paths with uh with me and i'm curious so you you now work um 
with Waso Soap as a couple. So what is that like, you know, running a business as a couple? Um, yeah, so it's been trial and um, learning as we go. Um, sometimes I, I put a lot of pressure on my husband and um, he took it. He carried it. He, he, he took the um, helping me run the business. I'm sure it was not easy to work. I'm, <laughs> we're, we're both alike, but totally different. And I think opposites attract in any way. Right. Um, so we found that she's the oil and I'm the water. Meaning that mixed together, she comes to the top. <laughs> you know, uh, when it comes to culture, nice. Bernice deals with the culture aspect of her company mm. because it's her culture. And I've learned to not talk when I'm not supposed to <laughs> because culture here in the North is totally different than culture in the South. And I mean, it might be funny, but at the same time, like I have a deep respect for Inuit and Inuit culture. And I'm learning more and more every year about the culture and about people in general, because it's hard to get in the community here. But once you do, the people don't let you drop. They, they, they keep you up, they keep you motivated, they keep bringing you out on the land, they keep keeping keeping it real for you right and i really love it here this is home after i came to the north this is home um i just want to say he's an amazing business partner he knows how to calm me down <laughs> he knows how to because you know you're thinking so many things as a business person they're all like all your everything's for me, everything's going bling, 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 bling. And then Justin's like, okay, um, what is it that you're, he, he just knows how to talk to me and focus me, focus, mm -hmm. help me focus and help me remember what we're doing. So it, like example, there was a radio interview I forgot about last week and the phone rang 7.45, I'm getting ready for work. And it's a live interview with CBC. Right. And I just went, ah! <laughs> I ran to my husband. I'm like, fix me, fix me. <laughs> so I rubbed my hands together. And, <laughs> and he did the Daniel turn, right? Like, wow. <laughs> so he knows what I need right. instantly. Like, I'm freaking out. And then he's like, you got this. You know the business. You know the model. This." And then he, I'm like, okay, okay, thanks. Kiss him. And I run away. Wow. And it just takes that three seconds where I jolted and he's like, no, you're good. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah. I think, I think being a business partner and being in business with your partner, you find out pretty quick who becomes what in the roles that become developed for you because your strengths come out. What I'm better at is being in the kitchen on my feet and keeping things running. And that's my culinary background. Right. Also, I'm a type A personality. If I had hair, I'd part it on the left, you know? <laughs> right? But uh, no, I mean, I found out what's best for me. Bernice is definitely a PR person who she can get across her culture and she can talk to Inuit and she loves to be a piece a, a, PR person and she loves to teach about tradition and culture and heritage and she loves interacting with our youth mm. which is huge especially yeah. in today's like marketplace if yeah. you're going to market yourself 
you're looking at like social media platforms and stuff. Right. The biggest population of people out there is the youth. So right. between the ages of 18 to 36 year olds, that's who is in the market. Anything above, it's great too, but right. your biggest percentage, I believe, is in those zones. And Bernice hits them because, I mean, she's still a child at heart, but mm-hmm. she's very strong and she knows what she's talking about when she does. And that's what, that's what I fell in love with. Wow. And I know that when I'm in the kitchen, I can, I can beat it out. You know, I can do production. I can teach right. people because I ran restaurants before where I actually had to hire people, train them. And in this model of our business, we want to bring in youth and not only train them how to make product, we want to train them how to do books, nice. to show Everything. them no self-worth. And it doesn't, I don't care if they know how to read because reading something is not the most important part. Knowing that you can finish the task ahead, once you figure that out, you'll learn how to read because all that comes after. Kids these days need to know their self-worth. And I know that. And I know that I can help them and teach them. And that's one of the big things that I want for Wasa is to be able to touch the community in a different way than other businesses and small businesses have. Because I think that's the only thing that we're not doing right now is touching our youth where we can get to them. What means most to them, you know? Right, right. Positive. I think that's amazing for you both to share that, um, you know, because working together as a couple, I think for some, it may, may be a make or break type of scenario. You know, they, they may butt heads too much and it may, you know, cause more friction in the relationship than, than anything else. And so I think there's, there's a testament here to how powerful your relationship is on the topic of power couples is that it seems as though your relationship running the business together is helping you build a stronger relationship, with, which is an amazing thing. So I appreciate you both for sharing that. And so in the sense that you both live lives, I mean, Justin's a chef by trade, Bernice, obviously continuously advocating for the culture and running a business. And then the two of you running a business together, how do you manage work, life and family balance? How do you manage that? Um, Justin and I, (laughs) he's the cook. (laughs) Uh, so I try and pick up, you know, in other ways, um, I like dishes or cook together or what, um, and he'll pick up the daughter after school. I'll drop her off in the morning. So understanding our roles where we can, uh, make it easier for the other, Mm. we try and do that again what he had said earlier being respectful of each other and not letting one do too much you know being aware of we're just there for each other totally like i enjoy my lunch hours bernice is really busy bernice does a full-time job as well so last sounds so when we started it we were both full-time working workers so for like six years, we were full-time workers. We were bringing in salary, juggling everything. Right. And our family, didn't, our family didn't suffer because of it. If anything, it made it grow. And the thing is, is we made time for our kids. Whether it was on the weekend or going skating on a Friday night and having pizza with them and going, you know, and having an ice cream, like the little things, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the older kids that are 20 and 22, 
we're always there for them. We'll drop anything, walk out of work for 15, 20 minutes to go talk to them or just have that private phone call when they need it. I mean, family first, right? Because if I don't have family, I ain't got happiness and I'm not going to be happy mm-hmm. doing anything if I haven't got my family with my back. Mm-hmm. So well that's well a big, and then Bernice is like the best mom ever because I can come in the house and Bernice is on the floor with two grown adults in under her making them laugh and our daughters on the other end trying to pull the mom off. They're all laughing. It's like, she's the clown. She's the, like, you know, the ridiculous parent. And I love it because that's something that I grew up with in my house. But I mean, I just love it in our house. She brought it to our house, which is like wicked. Yeah. So the respect is, aspect it has to be there i mean and not letting one do too much and doing something together and you know doing like no i'll do that Mm -hmm. no you know like taking it off it feels good like Mm -hmm. that so being able to depend on depend on each other took time to figure out different aspects on how you can do that i think is is an important point to bring up because I had like a, an awakening moment when you were sharing, when you were talking about, we have to figure out each other's roles. And I think that kind of is interconnected to some of the stuff that we talked about earlier, how you know we're constantly still learning about our relationship and how the world and the universe is constantly learning itself. I think when you go into a relationship expecting certain roles, it's not gonna be the same. I think there, there potentially could be some friction, but if you go into a relationship like the two of you have being open, to figuring out what works and what doesn't work, who can do what in the better way, I think is, is an amazing thing. So being open to figuring out how, what roles you play, who does what in the best way, I think is, is incredible. So I loved what you shared. And so in saying that, from the perspective of your traditional teachings, which ones are the most important to you and how do you integrate them into your relationship? Helping my fellow Inuit is my big, it's always on top. And how I, my husband is part of that. Everything I do, he is a part of. Like if somebody needs help with uh, fundraising, if he's a part of it. Mm -hmm. And it's important for me to help my, uh, my, my people. I don't, like it could it could be small, it could be big, but no, she's she's always there. I mean, if 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 there's something happening at somebody's home and they need support, Bernice will take the rest of the day off and go be with them. Uh-huh. If there's like, you know, I mean, in most culture of indigenous people, like there's functions and, and different parts where like Christmas gatherings or powwows or just Connect- connection. Yeah, Bernice Connect- is there. I am a very, very connected uh, yeah. person i'm always checking on people and seeing how how they're doing yeah. she's a socialite that's for sure but it's part in. of an inuk yeah. uh woman it's i'm very connected to my people and my community and it goes through into my family my family too yeah amazing and so on that topic you know i think i i appreciate you sharing because I think, you know, the integration of cultural teachings is not just always for a specific demographic or a certain individual, you know, me being First Nations, my teachings are only for my people. I think 
uh, a friendly reminder to everybody is that our traditional teachings are for human beings. And then how you integrate that into the relationship is, is such a beautiful thing. So I appreciate you both sharing that insight. And everything isn't always rainbows and sunshine and, and beautiful skies. There's obviously, you know, high tides and there's disagreements. So how do you manage disagreements? And what do you, what do you agree not to do during a disagreement? The hitting below the belt, when I said that earlier, we learned right. how not to do it. We had to stop doing that because you can hurt someone so bad and it can last for the rest of the relationship. So we had to learn how not to do things purposely to like to really, you know, like hitting that below that belt. Because we know, we, we all know what our partners like and what they don't like. Yeah. And I think when, when you end up coming into a relationship, a lot of people, they just drop their gloves and go at it when they shouldn't. Like, I keep going back to that analogy, fighting in the ring with dropping your gloves, but ser seriously, like going under the belt, hitting somebody in the lowest place is yeah. not good. I've done it before and I've learned my lesson mm. because the thing is, is you hurt yourself more in the long run because mm. if there's anybody in this world I don't want to hurt is this one and my children next to me. And yourself. And you learn that. And I think that comes with respect. Mm. Once you learn to respect somebody truthfully in the way that they should be respected, then you end up respecting yourself and it don't happen again. And the fights that now we have, I want to finish like, Okay, we're fighting for something. What is that we're fighting? I want to get to the answer and I don't want to do this again. Yeah. Let's right. fix it. Yeah. And let's fight about something else as opposed <laughs> to the same thing over and over again. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't want to just keep fighting over the same sure. thing. And oh, you know, 45 years no. old. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. okay, next. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. And, you know, just to lighten it up a little bit, how do you keep the fire burning or how do you keep the hulik burning in your relationship? <laughs> um, well, the funny thing is, is our business, we found happiness in our business because whenever our business succeeds, because we spend so much time together. And I think that's the thing, like when you're together with your partner, put all, put everything negative aside for a minute and look at your partner and realize who you're with because there's no one in this world that I want to spend more time with than her. And I think that's the biggest thing. When you find somebody that you know, that you don't want to be without, that's happening. Hmm. Wow we That's we funny. would do a lot of um playing by like being on the land and skidoo we have a side by side we play so hard we work so hard that we have to play so hard so it's important to have those machines because wow we just keep working and working and we're very we don't stop yeah it's always something so my husband will say, you know, once in a while, 
Okay, that's enough. Let's get we're on going, the. We're going fishing. Yeah. We go fishing out on the lakes or something, or or we'll go and we'll have just you know go for a drive and have a cup of tea, looking over a couple mountain tops or something, yeah. or take Nature. the little one with a couple friends and we'll go sliding out in the back of the hills somewhere. You know, like I mean, we're in a place where there's no trees or anything, so we don't go too far away from town. But at the same time, five minutes out of town, you can't see a thing or hear a thing. Yeah. And it's instant. That's our backyard. And it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Nature. <laughs> nature. God in nature. Nice. Yes. Right? Justin, I want to acknowledge your vulnerability, if I can, um, you know, as a man. And I think that's such a, a strong trait. And I respect you for, sh- you know, sharing that vulnerability with us on this Power Couple podcast. I think it's the most beautiful thing in the world. So I appreciate that, Justin, a lot. I wanted to acknowledge that. And so I feel I'm so inspired right now. Like, I wish you could feel the positivity I have in my spirit right now. And we're, we're almost wrapping up, but I wanted to ask just a few more questions around what does love mean to you? Ooh. I think you know what it means to me. <laughs> Hot stuff. All right. Love. Uh, yeah. Respectful. Be above all be respectful and yeah don't hurt each other like i'm i just want i just want to um, yeah just love and hug and but i i i i am always telling that over and over is be respectful right yeah. just respect man nice biggest thing that i was as a kid respect mm. and once you find that for yourself you'll find it for somebody else amazing That's it. amazing so what yeah. advice would you give to a new couple who are exploring a relationship about to dive in and they want to commit for the long run what advice might you give to a new couple don't lie <laughs> no lies get it all out on the table because truly that person wants to be with you because they're sat next to you. Yeah. They're spending time with you. So let them all, let them know all the dirt, get it out of the way. Open book. Right. Yeah. Get the dirt out because if they don't like you after the dirt, they don't deserve you anyway, because exactly. you're being vulnerable. When you let that stuff out, you're yeah. being vulnerable. Yeah. And that's the true you. Yeah. I learned that the hard way. I kept it in. Okay. That's where our fights and stuff came from because <sighs> I didn't want to hurt her. And what I thought my past was, was going to hurt her. I held it in. So when I did let it out, oh my God. Oh. And I told him, I accept you all, all of you. But I didn't get it. I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a guy who thought that I was doing better for her by not telling her. Well, that's not it. Get it out on the table. Yeah. But another thing is too, is enjoy each other because as you get older you're going to find out that you guys want to do more things and then that stuff's getting in the way so grow together have fun together push push into the yeah. snowbank yeah you know Play. like just Play, just be kids because huh? we were all kids and we know how to do it right nice that's it amazing that's it amazing play perfect yeah. so in closing uh, I have two more questions to ask as we as we're close. Yeah. What does being a power couple mean to you? Uh, 
being ourselves. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. honestly, I don't feel like I'm a power couple or me and Bernice are. I think we're just being the true us. Right. I think we that's have, me. We, we see each other's strengths and we... Um, feed off. Of feed, yeah. We, the strengths we have, we um, are always loving towards each other, respect to it, towards each other, telling each other you know the good things that you want to hear mm -hmm. and i i just feel like as a power couple his experiences in the past and my experiences are meshing together and mm -hmm. it's just it works it, mm -hmm. it like we didn't plan it it just like our I don't know. So just... I, I, I think what Bernice is saying is we, we just work together. And I think people are seeing us as a power couple because we do get a lot of people are like, wow, you guys are awesome together. You work well together. And I think because we're a couple who work on our relationship together, we can do powerful things together. And we're not at the top of our mountaintop yet. We're still climbing, you know? So I mean, I'm only 40. Bernice is like, we got a long way to go yet. I just want to say, Justin has been so supportive with me. He's grown with me. And that's the thing is so important. You grow together, like all the experiences that we are going through and have gone through, he stuck by me. We fought through some things where um, the power struck, like, you you fight that inner uh how do you say the uh the ego inside mm. he fought it he he's like no i'm not gonna let that win because it's not working for the relationship right i still i still struggle with it and i wow. think that's the learning part. i think you have to just know when to hold them <laughs> and know? yeah he's, that's it because i'm learning from yeah. it and like, even though I might want to get something out, sometimes I hold on to it because it meant nothing at the end anyway. It just, you know, yeah. Wow. So being a power couple, I'll take it. Okay. Yeah, I work for it. We, right. we work well together. Uh, we, we did figure out it was not easy. Almost broke us. It, it is now saving us. Yeah. Wow. It almost broke us. Wow. We almost threw in the towel and said, it's too much yeah. then we figured out okay what the weight the balance had to you know you do this you do that um yeah. taking off each other's responsibility or weight one is when one can't couldn't lift one the other lifted more so it was a balance mm. we what there's yeah. no routine wow. there can't be a routine and i think that's the thing when you realize that it's not a routine because routines are not good for people unless you're like, you know, got to have the routine. Family works so differently because a routine is not family. Family means you jump when you need to. You go and do it when you need to be done and, and you drop everything. Or your family mm -hmm. does the same thing for you when you're in need, right? right? So whether it's picking your child up at daycare or having to say, oh, well, you know, I got daycare, but I got a tire to be changed on my car or whatever, you're going to jump in like your other spouse will jump in, you'll help it and you'll be there for each other. 
Yeah, and that's what it is. We're there for each other. Yes. Nice. So the power yeah. in couple, the power couple, the power in couple is about being your authentic self, is being the best yeah. version of yourself, respecting each other, making sure that you play, have fun, don't have too many expectations of routine, and take care of one another. I think that's amazing. Yes. Amazing. There you go. Okay, <laughs> you so, oh, that's so incredible. <laughs> so to close us off, what are your plans for the future individually and as a couple? I'd love to be um, a role model, a mentor. Uh, I was a lost uh, young girl, vulnerable. Uh, in my, as an inner girl, um, I, I was very lucky that someone took a chance or saw me and took me under their wing. Ellen. And I want to do that. I, I want to be that person for that. You know, I, I just want to be help, helpful that way. Um, yeah. What, what about you? Nice. <laughs> Me? Um, I don't know. I mean, what do I want? What do I want? What do I think my futures do? Well, Wasso Soap, I know that, you know, we're going places. We're with with bernice and wasau i mean a top 25 yeah for canada that's right. amazing like that's a life dream crazy just to be recognized yeah. bernice was like full of tears she's mm. like i don't need number one i just got recognized in a mm. circle across canada like that's huge wow. so i think another thing for me is that i want to be a mentor i want to be a mentor for my children first and foremost to make them better and then they can go on and carry that on. But another thing is too is uh, I don't. I just I don't know. I think happiness. If I can be a bit more happier, get my health down stuff a bit better, then I can be a better person for my kids. So I think it all comes down to health too. Because with a healthy life, you can last longer to be with your kids. You can do a, a lot of stuff more, right? So I used to smoke when I was younger. I quit that. And I used to drink a lot and I quit, you know, like there's a lot of stuff that you can do, but I think, yeah, being there for youth first. And then I want to be the best elder around. <laughs> I want to be the coolest elder, the best dance moves. I just, yeah, that's it. I'm pretty sure Bern Bernie yeah. is going to beat you on those dance moves. I've seen some of those TikTok oh, yeah. videos. I've seen them. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a shy guy. I'm a shy guy. He's a ticket talker. amazing. I appreciate you both. Yeah, I appreciate you both so much for joining me on this Power Couple podcast. Um, I am full of, of love and joy for this being the first episode. I've learned so much. I hope our listeners get to, to learn just as much. Uh, I thank you for being open and honest for for trusting me on this podcast uh, i'm so thankful for this experience so thank you bernice and justin for being part of the power couple podcast i wish you all the best in your future journeys i hope that we can stay in touch and uh, i really just want to express my gratitude so thank you both again and uh, i wish you all the best thank sure. you so much we we really enjoyed it and it makes us 
it reminds us after we have these beautiful conversations of how we met and we're gonna end the night with a nice bottle of wine thank yes. you very much <laughs> celebrate your anniversary together the power couple absolutely yeah. congratulations again. <laughs> awesome i think that's thank a you. perfect way to end thank you again and uh, hopefully we'll cross paths at some point i'll see you on tiktok <laughs> all right i'll see you on tiktok <laughs> Watch day. Have a great night.